following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember renting movies from a local video store? The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. Do you remember owning membership cards, dealing with late fees, and driving to several stores for the latest release? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Then sit back and listen to the stories of the men and women who were on the front lines of video stores in their heyday. Friendly people, fast computerized checkout, free membership, and all our rentals are for three days, two nights. This is Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store. Let's meet today's video hero and hear their story. My name is Michael Labby. I worked at Movie Gallery up here in Maine, both the Augusta stores, but I worked at multiple stores uh, from roughly 1999 through 2001. All right, well, let's get into it here because uh, it's kind of interesting. You know, we're going to find out about Movie Gallery for those who don't know about that particular chain. But let's start out at your earliest memories of just being in a video rental store, period. What was your experience like with that? Uh, it was with my dad. And we actually, we had to rent a VCR because not everyone owned VCRs then. So like that was really important to make sure they even had a VCR before you started looking for movies. And I, I primarily remember like little uh, mom and pop type places, not really a chain. Okay. So, and so talk to me a little bit about what appealed to you most. So I don't know, going to movie stores when I was a kid is something I always look forward to because we didn't have cable. So like to watch wrestling, that was, that's always been my thing. So renting wrestling tapes was always a spectacular thing. And I was always just enamored with the horror section cover boxes. Those are the, always the most eye catching, most eye appealing to me, regardless if the quality of the movie was good or not. You know, there's, there's several of those cover boxes that stick out to you. Like, and I don't know why, but like 976 Evil. I don't know why that cover box stood out to me, but it did. It was like, as a five, six-year-old, I was like, what is this? And then, you know, like Monster Squad was an awesome cover box, quite frankly. So many good ones. But I don't know, there's just the allure of walking around the movie store, looking all the movies over, especially the new release wall, and then trying to find something that you were going to watch. And you're making a big commitment because you're spending money on this, you know, even if it's a short period of time. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, myself included, like the, like you said, the wrestling tapes were always exciting to find those. Was there one you were always waiting for that was always checked out? Or like, do you have a particular memory tied to like one of the, the pay-per-views ending up uh, on home video? WrestleMania 4 was always the big one, and it was only because it was two tapes. So like you felt like you were getting a deal because you got both tapes for one rental as opposed to <laughs> others. And it was and it was longer obviously because of the 16 man tournament and everything for the vacant WWF championship. But I also really loved watching all the old Jim Crockett promotions tapes because we didn't really get NWA up in Maine uh, initially until like you got cable. So like on syndicated local, the antenna, we got all the WWF stuff. So seeing those other tapes, these other wrestlers that you never got to see was always a huge appeal for me. That's awesome. Now, talk just a little bit. How did you take, you know, your love of visiting the video rental store and make it into a job? How did you get to work at a video store? I was working at a call center for Microsoft Network member support, and I hated that job horrendously. 
and it was very unfulfilling. And I was just bored at night because the previous, my job I had before that, I worked tons of hours. And now this one was strict 40 hours, no overtime. And it wasn't a money thing. It was just sitting home, kind of being bored. My best friend was the assistant store manager at Movie Gallery. And he's like, oh, you should come work part-time at the video store. It'd be fun. Plus you get free rentals and you like movies. And I was like, oh, okay. So I like showed up one night to drop movies off. And uh, he turned to his boss and goes, hey, Matt, uh, this is my buddy, Mike. I was telling you about this, looking to hire work part-time. And he goes, all right, you're hired. And he walked out. <laughs> like that was it. Like then I filled up my application. And so I just kind of started working there part-time. And then uh, EnvisionNet went out of business. So we kind of became full-time. Uh, until I found uh, uh, a more financially secure job because a uh, video store was not, <laughs> you were not making big money working, uh, the, you know, the front counter, if you will. So, but it was never anything that you thought to pursue. It was literally just, hey, there's got to be something better than what I'm doing. My friend's got the connection. Well, I mean, I, I spent enough time there. I might as well get paid, I guess. Uh, just trying to pick out movies and rent movies and everything. I had actually always wanted to own a small two-screen movie theater. Hmm. where one screen was larger than the other. The primary screen also had a stage for live acts. And then you did midnight showings, things of that nature. I haven't thought about this at all, but like, that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to own a movie theater since I was a kid. And then working at the video stores, kind of like movies adjacent, but I just, yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. And uh, I love what I do now. I've been doing it for 22 years, but that was my favorite job. That's awesome. So for those who aren't familiar with movie gallery, I know it's kind of, more of a regional store. I mean, it was nationwide, but at the same time, like I grew up in Southern California, we didn't have movie gallery. We had Blockbuster, sure. we had Hollywood video, but we didn't have movie gallery. But in my VHS collecting, I've come up with many tapes over the years that people bought for movie gallery. So what can you tell people in comparison to the other chains? What stood out there? So movie gallery actually bought out two local main movie store chains, one being Sounds Easy Video Store and one being Home Vision Video. And we actually had most towns like Gardner had a Sounds Easy and a Home Vision. And then when Movie Gallery bought them out for a while, there was two movie galleries. So they finally like merged it to one. Same thing in Augusta. Augusta had multiple Home Vision videos and Sounds Easy Video Stores. And then they converted that to like two movie galleries. But that was really the only big chain that we had up here uh, in my area. Blockbuster, there was one Blockbuster in Lewiston, but that was just too far of a drive to go to Blockbuster. So I've never rented from Blockbuster. I've purchased from Blockbuster, but I never rented at a Blockbuster. We did have a Hollywood video in Augusta. However, their prices were so much higher than Movie Gallery that you only went there when you couldn't get it at either of the two Movie Galleries in town. So, but yeah, Movie Gallery, from what I understand, was predominantly like a Northeast chain initially before, and then it kind of spread. And then, you know, like every, like all of them, they all, they all went out of business, unfortunately. Right. So, and then what was the general layout of the store for a movie gallery? Oh yeah. So you, movie gallery always had two doors, the entrance door and the exit door. Like every single one I ever went to had two doors. You, you'd walk in on one side of the counter behind the security gates and that's where you would drop off your movies. And then you'd kind of walk around the counter. The, the new release wall was on the outside wall all the way around. I actually remember when we started transitioning DVDs in because initially DVD had their own section. And then eventually it became that the DVDs and the VHSs shared a spot in the alphabetical or on the new release wall. St stuff stayed on the new release wall for a year, which 
astounded me because that seems like a really long time to be considered a new release. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the outside wall all the way around the store's new release, and then all the shelving inside the store, if you will, was all the the gallery section, as it was called. Anything that was over a year old, and that was broken down into your standard sections like that. Uh, movie gallery was a single cover box out front and there's a tape and a case behind it. If there's no case behind it, then there's no movies. Okay. And you mentioned, you know, that they tended to be a little bit more affordable than Hollywood video, at least. So do you remember any of like the rental costs? Oh there- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, four pack was nine 99. Four pack went up to 12 99 at one point, but it was nine 99. You know, when I started and then the, the gallery section was in the, in the new releases, the four packs were, Movies came out on Tuesday and they were due back on Sunday. So they were still five nights. Now, initially they were, they were three night rentals or two night rentals. But by the time I got there, there was all, everything was a five night rental. So like, if you wanted to watch a movie on the weekend, you needed to come in on Tuesday on new release day, because if not, there was chances are it wasn't going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because they weren't due back till Sunday. And then the, the gallery section was uh, five movies for five ninety nine for five nights. That was the big drawing point on that one. Yeah, though, yeah, that's pretty great, actually. Are there any particular like special events or like promotions that you recall? Like any any special in store things they ever tried to do to drive business? Well, they a couple of times a year they'd have their movie pass sale. It was like twenty dollars. It was it was nineteen ninety nine with tax, so it came to like twenty one dollars, and you got a strip of. 10 rentals. So end up being like two bucks a rental. But the big thing that they let you do was if you had late fees, you could use one of your one night rent, one of your movie passes for a single man of a late fee. So you could get your late fees paid out cheaper. So like (laughs) some people would have so much in late fees that you could like sell them a strip of passes, use them all right there to pay their late fee. And so like we didn't get commission, but there was always a contest with one of the store managers, whoever sold the most would get like a $50 gift card or to somewhere, Olive Garden or something wow, like that. Wow, that's amazing. Huh? Um, so like I, I sold the majority of my passes during the pass sale to people with late fees. The other common misconception of late fees, I don't know how this worked for everybody else, but like no one ever had like a $300 in late fees unless the movie cost that much because the most you could get was 14 days late and then they sold the movie to your account. Oh. And if it was a brandy new release movie and it cost, you know, 85 bucks, then yeah, you could have a high late fee. But if you brought it back, they took that off and you just had $28 in late fees. However, because it was two bucks a day late fee. And then the gallery rentals are a dollar a day late fee. However, if that movie had already gone through the sales through section and it was like six bucks or something, they would just charge $6 to your account. Wow. So, very fair over there at movie gallery. Yeah. Like at least the ones I worked at in Augusta were like, I worked at the one two in Augusta, the one in Winthrop and everything, because sadly the one in Gardner closed before like the others did. So like, we didn't have a video rental store in my hometown. We had to go to Augusta, which was one town over. Not like it's that far, but there used to be movie uh, video stores all over the place. Or you go to your local country general store and they sold, they rented movies there. Like you could rent movies so many places and then near the end, it was literally just like video stores. And then they slowly disappeared. And now like it's Redbox or you can go to the public library. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm curious for you, just in the day to day, what was your favorite part of the job? And then what was your least favorite part of the job? I don't really think I had it like no one likes doing late calls, like calling people to tell them their movies are late. And then they're like, oh, I return that. And I'm like, OK, well, it says you didn't. Maybe so. And we'll go check the counter. Uh, go check the uh, the shelf to see if it's there. 
I've already done that. Like I always check the shelves, especially in the gallery section before I called them. I go check the new release wall, see it wasn't scanned in, you know, see that that movie wasn't there, you know, the because everyone had its individual barcode. It's probably late calls are the worst because, you know, in 2000, I made like six bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour, whatever it was. It wasn't much uh, to get screamed at for someone's $15 in late fee. You know, it was great calling late fees because we had um, we had the the porn room at uh, the back of our store. Oh, really? OK, so movie yes. gallery had the adult section. Yes, we had the adult section and it was a separate room. The um, the Bangor Street one had the adult room. The the uh, Western Avenue one did not. So the Bangor Street had the adult room. And, and again, it was just, galleries were the same thing. It was like five movies for nine ninety nine for five nights. And we used to have this guy come in and rent like 10 at a time. And he'd bring them <laughs> back like three days later. And I'm like, you're just dubbing these, right? Cause you're just systematically renting all of them. You're just dubbing them. Aren't you? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, great. So the adult room, you'd call someone and tell them they had late fees and, and they like, well, what's the title of the movie? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you. Cause I didn't, we didn't rent it to you. We rented it to your husband. Well, it's my husband. I'm on the account. Why can't you tell me? Cause it's a rule that it says here. I can't tell you what the title of the movie is. <laughs> because you didn't rent it just tell your husband that his movie is late <laughs> oh now what about um as far as you know the the perks of the job because obviously like you know you said just in general you enjoyed it but like was there something extra special about being in that video store uh, at least a certain time of the day or just you know promotions and posters you got to bring home or anything like that I don't know. it was just fun like yes we got screener copies yes you'd get posters we, the, another thing that you got was like, we got all the Friday is when all the new movies came in. So you process them over the weekend so you could get them on the shelf uh, Monday night for Tuesday morning when we opened. However, we could take them home and watch them before they hit the shelves. They had to be back in the building by Monday, though. And that was nice. You got free rentals. You could have up to four movies out on your account at a time. So for the free rentals was always nice. Uh, you got discounts on snacks and stuff like that. So there was there was some perks like that. Oh, another thing, like uh, we'd have a, like two, three times a year at Bangor Street, we would have like a big uh, previously viewed sale. And then if you had a really good customer and they wanted a movie that you had a couple copies of, you just previously view one for them and sell it to them, even though it wasn't already done up to be in the sale or whatever. The Western Avenue movie gallery they had a bulk sell through. So like they would get closeouts from all the other stores around Maine would get shipped to that store and you would, we'd go through and sell them off super cheap. I pulled so much cool stuff out of there, like our ball stuff, rare stuff, really great wrestling tape, stuff like that. And, you know, I'd get uh, my 20% off the $2 tape. So like I'd get like a copy of uh, like mother's voice, which I saw on VHS recently for like 60 bucks at bull moose. Uh, I got it for, you know, a dollar for 60 or all the, all the rustling VHS tapes and everything. Cause more and more stores were switching to DVD rather rapidly. And so, did you hang on to all those tapes over the years? <sighs> Sadly in 2007, uh, I had a bad uh, man room flood in the basement and I lost everything, like everything. Like they were beyond salvageable. I'm talking hundreds if not maybe even close to a thousand vhs tapes between rustling and movies and everything they're just gone forever wow um, but that was fire and floods we've just heard these horror stories yeah Heart, like and it wasn't just just vhs tapes like i had an enormous rustling collection from a kid in my childhood 
all the way up through. So like I had every issue of raw magazine. I had all these different PWI magazines, tons, like hundreds of figures and package I'd collected over the years and just all just gone, just gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Breaks your heart, man. Now I'm curious for you, like you were talking about some of like the better customers that you'd kind of help out and pass yeah. the movie through to them. Were there any interesting characters that would come into the store, like regulars or regular weirdos that created awkward moments? So remember I talked earlier about new movies came out on Tuesday. So people come in Friday and Saturday night and we never had them. So you had those, those, the, the stalkers that would watch everyone coming in to see if they return movie. What's that? Would they just drop off? Would they just put in the bin? <laughs> You know, and you could open the bin and you could look at the title and you could see you could put it at the right angle so they couldn't see what you were looking at and be like, yeah, the movie you want's not there. It is. But you're so annoying. I'm not going to rent it to you. I don't care how long you're in the store, how many actual copies I get back. I'm not going to rent it to you. And you're just not going to know it's here. Probably not best for business. Or do, you, do, do you, you remember some of the titles that were like they were so obsessed with that they had to have? Oh, um, okay. So back then, like uh, the Charlie's Angels movies, Gladiator, Dogma, because that had come out then. Oh, Crash. You know, the one with um, not Angelina Jolie. What's her name? She married Sean Connery. Anyhow, but she married Sean Connery. She was in that movie. She was in not not Crash, Traffic. Uh, she was Uh-oh. in the movie Traffic. I don't remember that one. And there's this on the real players tape because we had this 45 minute tape that was on ad nauseum loop. And if you work 10, 12 hours, you heard that tape a lot. <laughs> and like there was two segments with her doing an interview. Be like, what would happen if I was five or six months pregnant during the movie? And then it cuts to like, get out of the car and shoot him in the head. And I just I never watched the movie because of that, <laughs> that, that video, that segment. And because of her, I can't think of her name, obviously. But yeah, so like there was but the Charlie's Angels movies were huge. That movie was huge. Gladiator was huge. Gladiator was I've that was the movie we got the most rental copies of that I remember getting while working there. Like like it took a whole section wall all by itself. Wow. Yeah, we got so many copies. That's what I was going to ask in your previously viewed. Like, do you remember a tape that just never moved? You had a bunch of copies, but it was a miscalculation. and Nobody ever bought it. Um, or rented it, but you had all these copies all the time. I think that eventually became Gladiator because okay. we had so many in the south in in the on the new release wall. Eventually, we'd get the south through list and they're like pull ten, okay. And like they, it so seemed like that movie was constantly in the uh, in the sell through section. Another thing that stood out, and uh, I don't know, I thought of this one the other day talking to my buddy about this, uh, the adult room that we talked about. We sold a lot in the adult room and they were like, buy two, get two free. Oh, we got a lot of sell through in the adult room. And one time, and I was, I always had to stock it because I worked with mostly women and they just refused to go in there. So that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. But I remember I did a whole facing of 60 VHS tapes and the same woman was on the cover of every one of them. And they were all different. (laughs) I was so proud of myself. I was like, you need to go look at that. Go look at it. You know, before someone disturbs it. But yeah, but they were buy two, get two free. We sold tons of adult films, VHSs. Wow. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's such a unique way that you guys were running things in the adult room. Because yeah, we, yeah. we haven't heard about that from the other stores. Yeah, I, the adult room was huge. Like we sold so many. We, we sold more than we rented, but we sold so many. Tons. We had this one customer that come in and he always rented the Die Hard movies. He'd rent all three Die Hards because that's all we had at the time. 
That's all there was, I think. But he read all three of them. He loved them. He would talk about how much he loved those movies. And he'd bring them back. And he'd come back a couple weeks later. He rents them again. And that's all he ever rented was Die Hard all the time. And I said to him one day, I was like, why don't you just buy them? You can do that. I'm like, yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, it's like 20 bucks for the VHS three pack. Oh, will you order that for me? Sure. So he rented the Die Hard movies left. He came back. He bought his three pack and I never saw him again. (laughs) All he needed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Never saw him again after that. Um, (laughs) I had a coworker. Every movie was a a good movie, but he said it like, oh, that's a good movie. I was like, Ben, (laughs) you ever seen that movie? No. But I heard it's a good movie. Okay, like oh, that's great. Now, speaking of your uh, coworkers, you know, again, in, in any retail business, you're going to get some people that move in and out quite quickly. Were there yeah. any uh, standouts for people that either left for bad behavior or just uh, were kind of interesting? There was one guy that would like he he did a lot of um, he somehow like got hooked up with a crew in Maine and he worked on movies when they'd be filmed in Maine. So like he would leave to go be like a sound guy on a movie for a few weeks or a month or two. And then he'd come back and work at the video store. And then he'd leave again to go do another gig somewhere uh, working on a movie crew, working on movie sets. So like that was kind of neat. You know, he would come and go, I'm off on a movie set. Now I'm back or whatever. But yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of people work there mostly part time. So they were working other jobs unless you were like the manager or the assistant manager. A lot of people were like part-time people. No one really worked there. as like their full-time job, except Ben, which every movie was a good movie. That was his full-time job, but he worked in walking distance and he worked like 30 hours a week and he was happy. And that was, you know, but uh, otherwise like everyone there, like myself primarily was just like, it was a part-time gig. So you work there when you weren't doing your full-time job. Now, is there like a behind the scenes secret to how a video store operates that you think people might not have paid attention to just as customers? Like, you know, you never consider this. I don't know. Like, like movie gallery, you could use the same rental card at every store, but your accounts weren't connected together. Hmm. So like basically like the computers weren't connected. So like the, the rental card was a barcode. And essentially, like, I could create you an account and make this your barcode. Or if you lost your card, you need a new one. I could just scan a new card and now that barcode becomes your account. So you could literally have the same rental card for, like, five movie galleries that you can get to in the driving distance when I first started there at the time. But the computers weren't, weren't connected. So, like, if you had late fees at the other Augusta store, we had no idea that, you know, on the Bangor Street one because the computers weren't linked. So that, that to me was interesting. Like we were all under the same umbrella. You could have one rental card for all the places, but the computers weren't linked. So if you had late fees at four other locations, I would have no idea. Yeah, that's pretty. I'm sure people use that to their advantage if they had a couple stores oh. nearby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't rent at Home Vision because I had late fees. It sounds easy or you know what I mean? Or vice versa or whatever it was. I mean, it was the same thing then or like Hollywood video again. Oh, like that was the other thing. People would like return their movies from Hollywood video to us. And then yeah, it's we, like, we've heard a lot about that. It's so crazy. Right? The people, yeah. they, this video rental store, just a blanket idea. Right. <laughs> or like there was a, a local place called Ticket Home Video. And we'd get like, I'd open the bin and go through and I'm pulling their movies out. Or like someone would just walk in and set it on the counter. And I'm like, this is Hollywood video. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're down the street. Like they're not, we're not them. Or like <laughs> you have late fees. I return that movie. No, you, no, we don't have it. Well, I did. I walked in and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jonah doesn't work here. 
He works at Hollywood Video. Well, maybe I returned <laughs> it there. Okay, well, you didn't return it to us, so you have late fees and the movie's late. So that happened a lot. Yeah, so obviously you talked about the pay wasn't great, but what ultimately led you to moving on from Movie Gallery? Kind of, I mentioned a little bit of financially, it wasn't the best, and I needed something where I could support. Like, I didn't have any children at the time, but I, I was married, and we have bills, and, you know, making seven dollars an hour really wasn't cutting it at the time even so like uh and i didn't have any health insurance or benefits which back then a lot of people didn't have health insurance it's not like it is now but didn't have any health insurance or benefits or anything of that nature so you know you just kind of i don't want to say i had to grow up but like i wasn't going to get a promotion or get a manager's job because they weren't going anywhere and uh so i got a job as a 911 dispatcher for the city of augusta and uh, I work for the state of Maine now, but I've been doing that for 22 years. And uh, that's ultimately why I left the video store. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. But as you left, I'm sure it was coinciding with the decline of video stores in general. So what do you recall about those later years after you moved on and how video stores started disappearing? Were you still renting on a regular basis? Oh, yes. All the time. Yeah, like right now, I'm going to say like, I think myself as well as the majority of people, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I know it's me. I suffer from paralysis of choice. Sitting down at night to put a movie on. I think I may even tweeted you about this at one point. Yes. <laughs> but sitting down at night to put a movie on and you start a movie and you're 10 minutes in and you're like, oh, this this is terrible. Or, this isn't catching my attention or whatever. Or you finally, or you take 40 minutes to pick something and then by then it's too late. You know, the thing about the movie store, which was so awesome, was that you spent that time picking out those movies. You spent money on them. So I'm, I'm watching it. I don't care if it's terrible. I'm going to watch it. I have a finite choice. You know, these four movies I brought home, I'm watching one of them. I mean, you stuck with it. So yeah, I continue to rent movies. Um, has anyone ever talked about the Glitter Box, the Glitter Box movies? No, I haven't heard about that. Tell us all about it. All right. So my, my buddy, my best friend, who was the assistant store manager at Movie Gallery, we had this theory. It was called the Glitter Box. So like our suggestions when it came to re- uh, really uh, renting new release movies was if there's less than two copies on the wall, don't rent it two or less. Like it's terrible. Or you could have 10 copies on the wall. But if the cover box was glittery, so it was a glitter box cover, don't rent it. It's absolute garbage. The glitter box is there to catch your attention. <laughs> so like whenever I catch a bad movie, like on Netflix, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a glitter box movie because I've never, except for maybe Night at the Roxbury, I've never seen a glitter box movie that was any good. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I was going to say Night at the Roxbury. I'm trying to think if I have like one American pop that, that yeah. has like kind of the holographic, you know, it's an animated yeah. movie. Yeah, like definitely these glitter box movies as we referred to it. Those were always garbage. That or like, you know, Twister would come out and then Tornado would come out, which Tornado was awesome because it starred Bruce Campbell. But otherwise, like you'd get like, the Hollywood blockbuster and then the mockbuster that came right after it. Never rent those. So, and then, um, so as far as, you know, as you're moving on from the video rental store, you know, it's not a career, you're still there in and out, but then as the stores were closing, did you go back to like visit your movie gallery locations? Like one last time or anything like that? Was there nostalgia there for you? Mostly the Bangor street one. That was one I liked the most. And that was the one that that that's the one that lasted the longest. Uh, the Winthrop one closed really quick. 
And we, like I said, my local ones here were closed pretty quick as well. And then they closed down the, the bigger one where they had all the bulk sell through. And then Bangor Street was kind of the end. And that was that was the last one. So, yeah, I mean, I kept renting movies literally up until it closed. In fact, I had movies out when they closed. Like, I actually went to go return them and it was like closed. <laughs> yeah. And I was renting and they were like, yeah, we might not be open when you bring these back. And I was like, OK. And they weren't. So That's wild. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I miss video stores like tremendously. Like if I ever see them now, I always have to go give a walkthrough. Right now, like you can go buy VHS tape. Bull Moose Music is this because like it's not just video stores. There's like no place to buy movies anymore, except like Walmart. And they only have like the newer ones or like the old. You know what I mean? Like Walmart has what they have, but it's not like back when I don't know what you called it, but like FYE or Sam Goody or Suncoast. Or Suncoast. Yeah. yeah. When those stores existed and you would walk through and that's how you discovered like, ooh, weird Jackie Chan uh, Hong Kong flick I've never seen or ooh, what's this horror movie or whatever it is. So, like, I miss all of those type of stores, physical media, entertainment stores, essentially. But Bull Moose is a local chain we have here in Maine, and they sell books and movies and DVDs and everything like that. And they have a VHS section, and they're all 30 cents a piece, no matter what it is. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. My wife has been wanting us to take a trip to Maine. So now I know where to stop in when we go. Yeah. If you hit Maine, uh, there's Bull Moose. uh, They have a New Hampshire location as well, maybe a couple. But if you look it up, Bull Moose Music, they have different locations. And uh I was just at the Scarborough one looking at their VHX section. It's very small, but the Brunswick one is always huge. And I don't know if it's because it's a college town and the college kids come and sell their VHSs to get store credit. I don't know, but uh, they always seem to have a pretty large supply. Now, as we close out here, you know, not to hit you too hard in the heart, but when you think of your old collection, if you could have one horror tape and one wrestling tape back that was destroyed, what would they be? So I kind of replaced them because I had. I had a very bad bootleg uh, Evil Dead copy, which is my favorite horror flick. So when the Anchor Bay released the VHSs on those, I stopped it right up as fast as I could. Since then, I actually acquired a Thor EMI original release. So I have that for my Evil Dead. Um, But I would still like to get WrestleMania 4. I don't own WrestleMania 4. I would still like to get my hands on a WrestleMania 4 VHS. So if anybody out there looking to help a guy out, get those double tapes together for a great deal. <laughs> One more thing. I thought this was neat. I wanted to show you. I yeah. still have my uh, my name badge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in- engraved even too. But yeah, I still have my name badge. Kind of wish I had my, uh, my rental card because that would be neat to still have. Absolutely. Well, yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. This was fantastic. And again, such a unique perspective. Movie gallery sounds like they had a, their own way of doing things, but it's, it sounds like it worked <laughs> for a while anyway. I think so. So. Thanks for listening and subscribing to Rental Return. Check today's show notes to connect with our featured video hero. Also follow at TRN Social on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more on Season 3 and to leave feedback. If you're a former video store employee and want to chronicle your story for an upcoming season of Rental Return, connect with host Adam on Twitter at HojuKoolander or send him an email at HojuKoolander at gmail.com. Links also in today's show notes. If you'd like to become a VIP of the Retro Network and show your support for Rental Return and other network shows, visit patreon.com 
forward slash the retro network. Your VIP status gets your name in the show notes, access to the VIP lounge chat on Slack, and exclusive content. Join us next time for more Tales from the Video Store on Rental Return. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.